morning. Right now, we reverence and fear you this morning, Jesus. We need you, Lord. Loving God, holy God, holy God, we thank you this morning, mighty God. Oh, we worship you, Lord. Have your way with us this morning. Holy God, mm, in Jesus' name, Yahshua's name, amen. We got a Bible verse here that we prepare for worship today. We go to Psalms 100, 1 through 5. Remember, prepare this for worship today. Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Acknowledge the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever and his faithfulness continues to each generation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a strong, strong passage. One of my favorites. Dear God, just open up this, this room or this place, this gathering place that you've, this, this secret place that you provided for us today, Lord, as people come in. Lord, as your Holy Spirit just hits them in their face and it not only gets over them, it gets in them. Lord, and we come in and we praise you, Jesus. We thank you for that opportunity. We thank you for the opportunity that, to keep us awake and to keep us to know your will and what you are and our purpose and your purpose. Today is the day that we collectively get together and we praise you and we worship you and give you all the glory because none is better than our Lord Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit runs through us like the wind. And Lord, we take, without the Holy Spirit, we do not know Jesus. And without Jesus, we do not know the Father. Lord, let's keep that spiritual order intact. Thank you, Jesus.
Y'all come on in and get ready to worship. What if we didn't have to wait for the song to start, for the words? His presence is here. DJ, I pulled up to read a verse and listen what the verse for the day is on here. Now you comfort me. See, God has come to save me. I will trust in him and not be afraid. The Lord God is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. With joy, you will drink deeply. I declare that this morning. With joy, you will drink deeply from the fountain of salvation. In that wonderful day, you will sing. Thank the Lord. Praise his name. Tell the nations what he has done. Let them know how mighty he is. Sing to the Lord, for he has done wonderful things. Make known his praise around the world. Let the people of Jerusalem shout his praise with joy. That's what we've come here to do this morning. Hallelujah. And I was planning to read this, Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and when mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. Come everyone, clap your hands. Shout to God with joyful praise. For the Lord Most High is awesome. He is the great King of all the earth. Hallelujah.
God. Hey, listen, I just want to read Psalms 92, 1. <laughs> it says, it is good to praise the Lord and make music to your name, O Most High, proclaiming your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night to the music of the 10th string lyre and the melody of the harp. For you make me glad by your deeds. I don't know about you, but I'm glad this morning. I sing for joy at what your hands have done. How great are your works, Lord. How profound your thoughts. As I was reading and studying Psalms 91 this morning, <laughs> it went into Psalms 92 and I began to read this. And I just found it so amazing that God in Psalms 91 talks about how protected, how amazing you are, how, how safe you are. And then right after he talks about how we should worship him. Listen, I don't know where you are in life. I don't know where you find yourself this morning. But if, you, if there's anything God has done for you, if there is anything God has done for you, let, is, let us praise him this morning. Let us worship him this morning because he is great. We're not worshiping because they're doing a good job. We're not worshiping because there's music. We're not worshiping because Ryan is amazing at the guitar because he is. We are worshiping because God Almighty is reigning on the throne because he is good. But he's done so much in our lives. I don't know about you, but me and my brother, we... we <laughs> We are blessed. We're thankful. God brought us from the mud. God brought us from addiction. God brought us from all sorts of bad things. And so this morning, I want to encourage you. I don't care where you are in life. I want to encourage you to find that one thing God has done for you. Whether he saved you, whether he protected you, when he helped you in your finances, when he helped you when you were sick, when he helped you out of drugs, find that one thing this morning. And as we go back into this song, let us worship him with all of creation. Let us worship him this morning. Come on. The Lord is great and greatly to be praised. The Lord is great and greatly to be praised. What does great praise look like? If he's so great, and then that means he's greatly to be praised. If he's good, we praise him good. If he's great, we praise him great. So what does great praise look like? And that's not what you're doing on the outside, but that's sure part of the outward expression of your heart. But what's the posture of your heart this morning? Amen. If he is great, praise him greatly from here come on just focus your attention on him he said if you if he's done anything for you well if you're breathing thank you lord thank you lord i'm breathing thank you lord i'm breathing thank you lord i have life and not just life because there's breath but i have life and life abundantly in your name because you're alive, I'm alive. Because he's alive, I'm alive. Because he's alive, I'm alive. Because he lives, I will never die. Because he lives, I will never die. I have a lot to thank God for. Hallelujah. 
Someone needs to hear that I'm renewed in you, Jesus You need to forget about that thing That's on your mind right now That guilt is just gonna hold you down And hold you hostage Say, Jesus, I put it under the blood And I submit my life to you Today's a brand new day And I'm renewed in your love he says, son, what sin, what sin, my son, is washed clean in my blood. What sin, my son, is washed clean in my blood. You need to forget about that. Mm. It's a fresh start. It's a clean slate. No strings attached. There's no pitch, there's no catch Oh, there's no strings attached It's a brand new day You got a clean slate You got a clean break from those things that hold you down There's no chains on you this morning Thank you No chains on you God said, receive me. And the way that you receive the word of this pastor, you've got to, you're a land that needs to let down all your anger, all your strife. You've got to fought, have follow ground. You've got to let this seed fall into a ground that it's plowed up. And then not only that, but that seed can be taken. You've got to let that ground be watered. And you've got to open your heart. You cannot let anything in this life keep you from the holy word of God. Right. For he is, he's going to painfully sometime plow up a ground so that you can hear and receive. It may take all your tears. But you know what? He's the cupbearer and he's holding that cup under your tears. And he takes every tear you have. And he knows your heart. He knows your brokenness. He knows it. He knew you would be here. You were born for this day. You can choose to walk forward or you can back up and stay in the filth that you're in, there is monumental steps forward. If you want to take them, it's available. God is calling. He's calling. He's renewing. Plow up that ground. Do not let it be hard and, and dried out. How can a seed live there? He wants water ground, my friends. Let the tears come. Let your anger go. Let your life be renewed like no other day. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for this word, Lord. In Jesus' holy name, amen.
within your mighty hand. We're going to do that again. Hide me. Oh, hide me now. Under his refuge in Christ, Christ alone. Come and know, come and know his power. In your quietness and trust,
not strive anymore. I will not work really hard to try to get where I need to be anymore. I will be still in your presence. I will be still in your presence. I will be still in your presence and let you fight my battles. I'll let you but we are not called in Christ to live in the human nature. We're not called in Christ to live by the flesh, but by the spirit. And the way of the spirit is being still in his presence. The way of the spirit is to wait on God in quietness and trust to hide under his wing for salvation, to take refuge in his name as your strong and mighty fortress your tower where you can run to and you are safe. You are safe. Those are all the word of God, meaning it is true. So I just was seeing that. Like, I think that's the most unnatural thing for us to do, but by the spirit, we must learn to be still and wait and trust in what he is doing and worship while we're waiting. Trust Him while we're waiting. Believe Him while we're waiting. Praise Him for what's coming while we're waiting. Praise Him for what He's already done while we're waiting. But if nothing else ever changed in your life, He'd still be worthy enough right now to be still in His presence and give Him everything that you have. So let's just, let's just try to practice that, being still and knowing. That's what God said, be still. Don't fight, don't work, don't strive. Don't try to do it your own way. Be still and know that I am God. I am and that I fight for you. You are mine and I fight for you. I take care of you because you are mine, says the Lord. You are mine. You have been sealed with my blood. My spirit has been poured out inside of you. You are mine.
don't know it, sing it. To do whatever you want to. To do whatever you want to. Voices. I will make room for you.
and band, you guys just play this. We just give you the room, Lord. Have your way. There's no limitations with you. We will not put limits on you. There's no limitations when you are in the room and when you have the room. There's no limitations when you have my heart. <laughs> There's nothing you can't do when you hold my heart. Nothing impossible. When the creator of life and the creator of the whole universe holds our heart. No limits, nothing impossible. Nothing you can't do. Nothing he can't change. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Shabarosa, holy God. Hallelujah. I want to open up the altars to the men. God is really speaking, speaking to me about the men. You want to have the men come up? And um, we're going to pray over the men. And so come forth if you're a man. And uh, so we're going to pray over the men. Hallelujah, Lord. We're going to wrap our arms around. Prayer warriors, come on. Come on. Circle up, men. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Wait for all my men to come up. Come on, man. Shabbat. Break that pride. Don't let the pride hold you in that seat. Hallelujah, Lord. Uh, let's go to our mighty God. Father, hallelujah, Lord. We thank you, Father. Come on, man. Join in with me. Hallelujah, Lord. Stir your faith up. Hallelujah, Lord. We're all saints in here. Hallelujah, Father, right now, Lord. I, right now, lift these men up, Father. Right now, Lord. Your way, your way, Jesus. Your way, Lord, right now. Give boldness over your men, Father, right now, Lord. Break every stronghold, Father, right now. Your kingdom, Jesus, right now, Lord. Holy God, right now. Stare the spirits of your men, Father, right now. Holy God. Manifest your kingdom in these men, Jesus, right now, your Lord. Right now, Lord. We come against the enemy right now in the name of Jesus, right now, Lord. Hallelujah. Second Timothy 2. One in seven, Lord. You haven't given us a spirit of fear, but of, of power and love and a sound mind, Father. Right now, I speak sound minds over these men, Father. Hallelujah, Lord. Give them sound minds, Father. Give them love, Father, right now, Lord, to do your will. Accomplish your mission, Father. You have a divine purpose for each one of them, Father, right now, Lord. Release that divine purpose for them in Jesus' name. Let that purpose come forth in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, have your way over these men. Hallelujah, Lord. Let there be no fear in Jesus' name, Lord. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit, fall on these men right now. Lord. Holy God. Sunday, Lord. Holy God, right now, burn up us, not, for, not of you, Jesus, right now. We lift these men, Lord. 
right now, Lord. Let not the enemy kill, steal, and destroy, Father. Right now, you have a purpose, a divine destiny for each man here, Father. Right now, let that divine purpose come forth in these men. Hallelujah, Lord. We declare and decree your word over these men, Father. Hallelujah. You have made them the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, Lord. Hallelujah. You have given them everything they need to live a godly life for you, Jesus. Right now, let them walk it out. Walk by faith and not by sight in Jesus' name, Lord. Cover these men, Lord Jesus, right now, Lord. Holy God, you're giving them authority, Lord, to do your work, Jesus, right now. Let them realize the authority you've given them, Lord, right now, the dominion you charged us with, Lord. Holy Spirit, fill these men up, Lord. Holy God, all about your power, your glory, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Let there be no fear, Father, right now. Satan has no power over these men right now. Satan, take your hands off these men right now. Let them do the kingdom work right now in Jesus' name, Lord. Holy God, Lord. Strengthen them, Lord, right now, Lord. Holy God, we give you all the praise. All the glory, all the power in this prayer, Jesus. Yahshua, you are our king. You are our leader. Hallelujah, Lord. Lead us right now, Lord. We will follow with obedience, Lord. Let there be obedience in these men, Father. Let there be no distractions, Father, from your, from your will, Lord, to be done in their lives, Father. Right now, Lord, your divine purpose, Lord. Your divine destinies you set for these men, Father. Let it come forth in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Lord. Holy God, right now, Lord. Your holy fire on these men, Lord. Right now, Lord. And we give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Be blessed, man. Be blessed. Love you, man. Love you. Love you. Glad you came forth. Hallelujah. Holy God. Let's just stay right there. Let's just stay right there for a moment. Everybody just get still. Everybody still for just a minute. Everybody focus in on Jesus. Close your eyes and focus in on Jesus. eyes, lock eyes with Jesus. Let him speak to your heart. I don't think he's finished ministering to somebody's heart. I know there's a lot going on, but you know who you are. Just lock eyes with him in the spirit. Have that encounter with him this morning. We're just going to be real calm. Just let him do what he wants to do.
So there's a, a lot of stuff going on. Um, a lot of good things that I hear and I want to know, like, probably like some of you as we talk about listening to him and hearing his voice, there might be some people in here that actually have no clue what that means. And what I start thinking about is how Jesus, he came to destroy religion. You understand that? Jesus came to get rid of all religion, not create a new one. Does that make sense? So he came to get rid of everything else. And what he came to do is establish a relationship. So when we say we're hearing from him, when we say we hear his voice, what we're doing is we're positioning ourselves with him enough to where when he speaks inside of you and you you feel nudged to do something you feel like you're supposed to 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 say something or walk in a certain area or do something he wants you to trust him okay and as you man we're gonna probably get into trust i know more because this has just been spilling out all morning but he wants you to trust him and test the water right taste and see he, he needs you to, to, to step out and trust him a little bit. And when you start recognizing his voice, he makes you bold. When you start hearing his voice and recognizing his voice, it should take over in your life. That's the key to everything we do is having a relationship with him. So when I see that, I see... Can I, I'll just be honest. I have no clue what happened up here. I don't know why all these guys were up here. I really don't. Because he took me somewhere and I was gone and I wake up and there's people standing around me. I have no clue how they got there. All I know is that there was a lot of men up here. And what you need to hear as a man is that it's okay. See, sometimes we think we have to be tough. We can't be sensitive. Like, we, we've, we've got to be strong. We can't let him in. Mm. You got to let your guard down and you got to let him come in and touch your heart. Because what he wants to do is take you away. He wants to take you on a journey. He wants to speak to you where nobody else can mess with you where you don't have to listen to anybody else's voice and he'll take you away and he'll massage your heart. And can I tell you, it doesn't make you any less of a man. Amen. It doesn't make you any less of a man. Let him soften your heart. I've been on both sides of this. I was a mean dude. Like, I don't think there was an ounce of goodness in me. Man can ask my wife she will not lie I felt like I didn't care I felt like it didn't matter I didn't think man I really didn't care if I hurt somebody's feelings I you know I was a completely different person but when you open the door and you let them in and you get to know them just a little bit you can't stop it you, you can't stop what he wants to do. And pretty soon, yeah, you find a tear down your cheek. And you're like, what is that? I don't think my wife's seen me cry for the first 17 years of marriage. And now I don't think she sees a dry eye the last, I don't know how many, 15, 14. 
But I think, guys, you need to understand how powerful you are, how God's positioned you in this world, what he wants to do through you. Hmm. And I'm not discarding women. Come on, man. There's some powerful women in this room if you hadn't figured that out yet. And God wants to use the women, too. You know, but unfortunately, we live in a society where men walk around and people want to see if you're really a man. Man, some of the strongest men I know are men that love Jesus. And I'm thankful that I don't get angry anymore. I'm thankful that I can walk through that. I'm thankful that I want to give a hug to everybody I see. I'm just trying to speak what's on my heart. And you came up and told me so much stuff. I was still trying to figure out where I was. Did that cover some stuff? You share, please. I'm just going to add, the Bible says, let the weak say I'm strong. That's what I just was weeping up here. It's not a weakness to be weak. That's right. It's not a weakness to need him. Come on. It is our greatest strength when we recognize that our strongest moments are when we are so humbled in need of him because there's no other way. Your your weakness is a strength. Come on. And he's saying today in every weak place in your life and in your heart and in your mind or any places of struggle, let the weak say, I am strong. Come on, come on. You can say today, I am strong, not because I am, but because in my weakness, I recognize that it's strong to need him. It's strong to lean on him and depend on him. So let him. Let him strengthen you today and leave here saying you are strong in the Lord. And your weakness is not a weakness when you take it to him. Come on. Come on. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? That's why I can't repeat those things. There's some stuff. It's got, when it comes to you, you just got to say it. good Kev it's good just let it do that I'm telling you spending time with him will start doing things inside of you that that you get a little embarrassed then everything you see softens your heart you see a little girl running around you just won't hug her because she's so full of joy that kind of stuff melts you He loves us so much that he's willing to do this. He's willing to just love on you and wrap his arms around you and saturate you. You got something to say? Come on up here. I'm weak. He is strong. I don't like getting up in front of people. 
he's stretching me in this season. You're so anointed. What I was seeing is I was seeing hearts in here. And there's clogged hearts. And I saw the rain of heaven coming down. And he was unclogging the hearts. And I'm being obedient. And I feel like the Lord, I said, Lord, I can't sing good. And he said, but I gave you that voice. And I'm just going to go and, and sing what I feel like he's saying to sing over hearts right now. Lord, let it rain. Let it rain in the hearts, God. Let your rain come down and heal hearts, God. Breaking free those things in our hearts, God, that are clogging us up, Lord. I see freedom in the hearts of God. He's reigning his heart in here. The heart of the Father is beating. He's beating in our hearts. Lord, we surrender our hearts to you, God. Come have your way, Lord. Come invade this land with your heart, God. Come beat in the land, Lord. Come have your way, Lord. Come have your way. Come have your way. Come have your way. Break out. Break out in our hearts, God. Those clock places are being released now. And the flow of his living waters are flowing in the heart. Amen. His blood is flowing in the heart. Amen. And we thank you, Lord. Yes. We give you glory, Lord. Praise your holy name. You are the great I am. There is nothing impossible with you. Nothing, 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 nothing. He can break through. There is no hold back in him. Release your hands to him and say, I surrender my heart to you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for salvations today in every way, in every way. In Jesus' name. Isn't it good when you just let him have his way and do what he wants to do? Come on. This is why we're a body. This is why we do this together. So... Man, people that hear stuff can come and share and people can, man, minister to us from things that we just don't all hear. Like I didn't hear what she heard, but we tied it together because I knew what I heard, right? And then we didn't know 
she was going to come up and say, I mean, it's just when you open it up and you take away all the religious structure and you take away everything you were ever taught about, about what church is supposed to look like, and you literally let God have his way, he'll start ministering to us and things will just break free. Right? Like I said, this is a, man, this is when we talk about freedom, there's freedom from a religion, but it's also just not talking about religion like you know religion it's just that mindset you have in your heart and you have in your head of how this is supposed to look all the time right because we've been programmed to think this is supposed to look one way and when you do that you put god in a box and you say you can't do anything else right amen and that's wrong because he can do whatever he wants to do that's right All right, well, we're in a moment right now. What God was showing me when I didn't know where I was was that there were some power test, powerful testimonies today. And I was trying to figure that out because he kept telling me, like, somebody wants to share something that's pretty cool. Um, but I couldn't figure out who it was. So I was deep in, like, figuring this out. So I'm going to open this up. And if you're here, maybe it's somebody online. We don't even know. But I just know this. That if you want to share what God's doing in your life, what he's done in your life, and you felt nudged to share that, or you want to tell something, and God's been just sticking you a little bit to share what he's doing in your life, you need to understand by you sharing that, it opens the door for other people. By you sharing that, that brings powerful, you know, it's powerful to other people to know that God can do it in you, then he knows that then you know that he can do it in you. And then if he can do it in you, he can do it in somebody else. And then he can do it in another person, right? So there's faith through that. So I just believe that. And if there's anybody, please come up and share what God's doing because I really want to get that out because he was bugging me. Oh, you want the mic? (laughs) So for those of y'all that don't know me, um, I'm Carmen. I have a four and a half year old in the toddler room. Um, he has an autism diagnosis and he is considered nonverbal. And we've prayed fire over this child. We've prayed healing over this child. The Lord has told me that not only is he healed, but that he has the word of God in his mouth and that he will declare the word of the Lord. And that's why the enemy doesn't want him to talk. And let me tell you something. According to the testing that he's been doing, he's had done, he operates at around a one and a half to two year old level. But my four and a half year old last night counted to 12 by himself out loud in the bathtub. Amen. Amen. And I don't know if I'm going to hear it to get today or if I'm going to hear it six months from now again, but I heard it last night. So it's not what it looks like. And there is no cure is a lie from hell. Right. Because he's the cure. That's right. And the blood already did everything. We speak it and we believe it. And not only will my child be healed in the name of Jesus, but there are people in here that are going to be healed and that you are already healed in the name of Jesus. That's right. Amen. And you might not have the faith for it, but let me tell you something. I heard a a nonverbal child count to 12 by himself last night. I got the faith for it. Woo! So, 
He is real, he is good, and he is faithful. That's right. And it is not what it looks like. It is what that word says. It is what the Bible says. And when we speak it and we believe it, we give it life. And that's all the permission that God needs to open it up and do it. Amen. Come on. If we trust in him, if we trust in him, you going to share? Well, God is so good. Most of you that have been here for a long time know I had cancer um, in 2019. And this church loved me through it. They were my family. My other, some of my other family left, which was hard. But I'm not going to talk about that today. God healed me. And I have some side effects. The only reason I even bring up cancer, because I have a few little things that they say it's going to be there forever. I had neuropathy in my feet and a little bit in my hands. And a couple, whatever, like three or four or five weeks ago, I started, well, actually longer than that. I started believing, God, you're going to heal me from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. We had a special That's prayer right. people here a couple, three, four weeks ago. And Sunny, um, she's a prayer warrior healer. I just felt impressed. I said, pray for me today. She wrapped her arms around me and she prayed. And then uh, Rich and his wife, and she prayed. And she's like all up and down. And I'm like, come on, come on, show me, tell me. I want it now. And she said, I see this around you that I've only seen one other time. And they were totally healed. Let me tell you what. That next week, it, I hurt everywhere. My back hurt, my feet hurt, my hands hurt. The next week, I started feeling my feet again. They started tingling. This week, like just now, when Carmen was up here, I just felt even more release. I like, I feel my feet. I can wiggle my toes and I can feel them. God is the healer. God is the deliverer, no matter what you think. Every day I get up and I say, okay, today I'm going to be cheerful. Today I'm going to be happy. I'm not going to be sad. I'm going to be full of your joy and I'm going to encourage everybody I see. Because when I get done and I face him, I saw this online sort of, I want to look at God and say, I'm empty, God, because I used everything I had for your glory. So don't give up because he is the greatest healer, the greatest physician that ever was. In Jesus' name, thank you. great testimonies of healing and encouragement and the faithfulness of what believing in the Lord can do for you. But something that I struggled with was believing in the Lord to do for me. Because I, growing up, I had six different stepdads. I was neglected and abused by everybody that crossed paths with me, whether it was family, friends. And so I felt like I couldn't, if God wasn't gonna fix that stuff, 
then why would he fix anything else? And so the hurt that I endured through my life grew roots of bitterness and rage and anger and addiction and promiscuity. And I began to use my, my body to get what I wanted from other people because they weren't going to give me what I wanted without it. I began to see myself as a pawn on the board being played and how I could put myself in the room to manipulate other people to get what I wanted because nobody had ever given me what I needed. So there's people in this room today, you're ashamed of what you've done, you're ashamed of what you said, you're ashamed of how you acted and how you treated those who love you because you've never really known what love is. You've never really known what it's like to feel the love of a father or the love of a mother or the love of a friend. And I'm here to tell you that despite the choices that I've made, despite the positions I've put myself in, the drugs that I've sold, the, the, the horrible things that I've done to myself and to others, the Lord is with me today. The Lord is with you today. Okay? And, and the, the Bible tells us that when we are weak, when we are weak, He is made strong. But we can only feel His strength and see His strength when we believe it. And so I'm here to talk to whoever it is that the Lord is pressing on my heart that doesn't believe it. Because you've never seen it. You don't believe because you've never seen. But uh, the Lord is real and he's speaking to you right now. That although your circumstances don't look like you're suppo they're supposed to. Although the circumstances that you're in may be consequence of your own action. The Lord has a divine appointment for you today. And he is here and he is in the room. And every spirit of pride and every spirit of religion and every spirit of anxiety and every spirit of fear and every spirit of doubt and every spirit of double-mindedness, he's coming to break it down. He loves you. He sees you. He hears you. And he wants you to come to him with despite your unbelief because he can help you through that. And I'm here to tell you as a woman who laid everything down for selfish behavior and selfish motive, I should have lost my family. I should have lost my marriage. But I'm here today, 11 years in with my husband and we have been fulfilled and we are loved and we are taken care of by a father that I once did not believe. So I just wanna encourage you. I wanna tell you that the Lord hears your prayers even when you don't think he does and when you don't believe it. Just align yourself with him, align your heart with him and with the help of the Holy Spirit, you will be disciplined and your soul will start to go down and your spirit will start to rise up. Amen. I love this. We'll do this all day. Amen. Well, I came.
came from an old church that stopped uh, in the middle of our service and had a testimony meeting, you know, before the pastor came up. So I'm really uh, familiar with that, and I love that. But uh, I'm up here to tell you that I don't believe in the word luck because uh, anytime anyone says luck, I say blessed. And uh, I, uh, I too am a, a post-cancer patient. Um, in uh, 2015, uh, I was told that I had cancer. And I said, thank you, Jesus. And that sounds strange, I know. But uh, I was told that it was so tiny, thank the Lord, that it was, it was uh, caught very early. But I was told that it was very tiny. And that if anyone else had read the chart, that uh, they would not have seen it, and it was just lucky. And I said, oh, no, it wasn't luck. <laughs> I don't believe in luck. I said, that was Jesus. So uh, when they put me on this uh, slab or bed or whatever and brought out this needle this long to get down and find out cancer, I'm going, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, after it was over, I had the surgery and all, um, I was told that uh, I could do chemo or whatever and all, but I, I did, uh, the, they did another mammogram and they did uh, the MRI and they said that it was caught, it was so, so early that uh, there was no sign of it. So I said, well, uh, I don't have it, you know, it's gone. <laughs> there is no cancer. So when a little while ago when Sarah was saying, she picked out a, a, from an old song, all I did was worship him. I started thinking about when they told me that I had cancer, I'm going, thank you, Jesus. I believe in you, Jesus. I, 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 thank you, Jesus. That I, I don't have cancer, and I don't believe in cancer, and I know that I'm healed. And I, and I know that the way we get through this stuff, we just start worshiping him. If you just start worshiping Jesus, all this stuff will go away because you don't have time to do anything else but worship the Lord, you know. And, and he takes all of this other doubt and stuff away because you're constantly wishing, thanking Jesus, thanking Jesus. So I just want to leave that thought with you today that all I do is worship him. I know I don't talk about it and speak about it, but I have this closet in my house that I go in. Now, I live alone, and I don't need to go in a closet, but then I want to, I just want to shut out everything else that is around me and just be in there where there's nothing to, no light, nothing to disturb me. And I just called Jesus. And if you just called Jesus, you would be surprised. <laughs> that is the only name you need. That is the only that is the only prayer that you can pray. It's called Jesus. So uh, I, I just want to leave you with this. Anytime anyone says uh, you were lucky, say, Lord, no, I am blessed. Thank you, Jesus. Ah. <laughs> that didn't take long. <laughs> I was just waiting my time. I want to share a victory, but I need to back up and kind of tell you how we get to that victory, okay? So, naturally, you can look at me and I'm I like this word. I'm a little different. You know, I'm a little different, right? Weeks ago, 
First of all, I'm going to plug this. Monday night prayer. Y'all have got to be here on Monday nights. It is powerful. It's changed me. All right? And even making that Monday night a habit in my life now, it's not even a habit anymore. It's part of me. And it changes. That prayer takes from Monday night. It goes into my every minute. When I wake up, I pray. All through the day, I'm praying. I'm way off of what I'm going to talk about. Let me get back. So the way that I look, I, I had a, I'll call it a vision, I guess. God showed me something in a, I guess I was daydreaming. But I was at a lake. I shared this, I think, with the prayer group on one Monday night. I was at a lake, and I saw some guys on the boat ramp, and they had their fishing gear on, and they had their boat. They're backing into the lake, fishing, go fishing. And I looked at me, and man, I'm, I'm dressed in a leather jacket. I'm a member of a motorcycle club. I had my cut on. My motorcycle wasn't there, but I had a boat. And I'm like, what? I don't get this. What is going on? Well, he told me. He said, it doesn't matter what you look like. I got a plan for you in a certain spot, and that's where I want you, and that's where I'm going to bless you. All right, so I'm going to get to the victory part of this. I want you to know a little bit. Back to the motorcycle club. Some people that know me well know about that about me. I'm glad that I get to tell everybody who I am. I've been wanting to tell you guys who I am for a long time. Some of you know us. Ken knows me. We used to hit softballs together. I can't do that anymore. He can. Anyway, I am a, I've been a member of a motorcycle club for, I guess, most of my adult life. All right? I've always been a Christian. I've been a Christian, but I never did let the Holy Spirit lead me and guide me in, every, in my everyday life until recently. So I've seen some things. The MC world is real. You know, it's not as bad as it used to be back in the 70s and 80s, and, but still, it's, uh, there's some bad dudes. And I've been through it. I've seen some things I wish I'd never seen done some things I wish I hadn't have done, right? But God made me, in that vision, realize that I am that fisher of men, okay? I got a boat, but I'm dressed in all my Harley-Davidson stuff, right? So it goes back to the motorcycle club. So within the last year, God has changed my life. You're talking about a faithful wife, a dedicated, faithful wife. I know we've got them, but I'm going to tell you, that's the, and other than my mother, there's not another faithful woman I know than that woman right over there. Without her prayers and her bringing my problems to you guys before I knew you, I wouldn't be here right now. Okay? That's a fact. So God has told me in this motorcycle club, don't, don't change it. 
In other words, don't leave it because I have had very strong thoughts of getting away from some of that. But over the last year, God has worked a, he's worked a miracle in me, okay? And now the Holy Spirit leaves me every day and I fully subject myself to him every day, every minute. Sometimes people get tired of it, but they can just get tired of it because I'm, I am blessed. So our motorcycle chapter, there's been, there's been some pretty rough dudes in there, but really they're good guys, you know, they're, they really are. But God said, stay there. I need you there. And that's what I've done, and I'm trying my best through the Holy Spirit and God leading me to change the culture of those men. And it's working. That's where I'm coming to the victory part. Just this morning. Whew. Oh my gosh. I mean, I've been praying for this guy. His alcoholism, his drug addiction. I've poured into him. And the Holy Spirit has come through me and come out of me and into him. I know he has because this morning I was on a phone conversation. And he said, I'm going to church. He said, I love God. He said, I can't believe the difference in my life. On the way to church, we had this. We're in the car coming here. We got the Bluetooth. And when I got in the car, it switched over to Bluetooth. And my wife and grandson could hear what this guy's saying. And I just poured back into him and give him faith and hope, you know, to always just trust him. The victory is don't, it don't matter what you look like. God puts you in a place on purpose. He's put me there on purpose. He brought me here on purpose. I've become close to a lot of you guys. All of you don't know me like that yet. But I'm not going anywhere. This is family. Okay? What I need for y'all to do right now is pray for this young man. His name is Randy. I want you to speak his name. I want you to claim the victory over this man's life. And his, he's a single dad raising a boy by himself. He needs everything we can give him. Today he knows Jesus. And I like to think it's because of the Holy Spirit working through me as a, as a, as a basis of that. That's what we do. Look different. It don't matter. When we walk out of here, man, let, I, I love this. I, I don't know if I made it up or not, but I love to say it. Make your Monday through Saturday look like your Sunday. That's what I've done in my life, and I think it's making a difference. Let's every one of you do the same thing, let the Holy Spirit control everything that you do, and when you leave here, you take it with you. He's not even on you, he's in you, and he's everything. And it's like, I think you mentioned this not long ago, uh, maybe it was last week, you touched on the cup. So, so God says, when you pour water in a cup, of, in a cup, he says, how do you know it's full? And I'd say, well, when it looks full. He says, yeah, but can I take a dropper 
and put a few more drops in it? I said, yeah, you can. He said, then it's not full. He said, what if, how do you know it's full then? And I said, well, I guess when it's running over. Okay? I said, yeah, when it's running over, now I know it's full. He said, that's what I want you, Greg. My biker friends call me Dusty. If you say Dusty, I'll say, yeah, hey. That's just me. He said, Dusty, I want your cup running over. I want you to be contagious when you walk out that other people can see me running all over out of you. When we were at Talladega, we went to, I mean, to uh, the, the Auburn, Alabama. We were tailgating all that Alabama uh, football game. We had a situation with some other rowdy Alabama fans. Yeah, it wasn't Auburn guys. It was Alabama guys. Just acting up. They always do. Anyway, we're tailgating. We're having a good time. We got our camper out there. I got my whole family there. Some things going on. And we walk out there to see what's going on. And we started, went across the little aisle there, across the road. The guy on a big old bus. He's, uh, we started talking about what's going on. I said, you know what, let's just pray for those guys. And he looked at me. He said, man, I knew there was something about you. He's a pastor out of Tuscaloosa. He said, I saw you across there. I knew there's something different about you. I can't see that. But I'm telling you, people can see that. They can see that when you walk by. When Jesus walked by, I mean, but somebody was healed by the shadow. Does that not mean that we can't be Christ-like? That's what he's called us to be. We are made in his own image, just as righteous as he is. So when we walk out of here, this is the last thing I'm going to say. Make your Monday through Saturday look like your Sunday. Thank you. forget Randy Randy come on father touch Randy right now come on father make him a father that changes generations father through his son let his son understand what a true father is fill him up right now father give him an identity a beloved identity let him understand who he is and how much you love him right now let that love flow through flow through him into his son father let that change generation after generation after generation come on in Jesus name touch him father amen Mm. All right, anybody else? I love it. I love it when God takes over a service. You realize that I don't have to speak. Well, I've sat in my chair long enough. God's been nudging me before I ever got here today that I need to share. You know, prodigals are very close to my heart because I have one. And I'm sure there's a lot of prodigals here today that someone's been praying for you and now you're sitting in this seat. Well, I'm going to tell you that the spiritual world is in a huge battle. If you don't think there's a war going on, you better open your eyes. They will attack you and I have been attacked the last few days hard, hard. But I, I prayed last night and I went to bed and I said, Jesus, I said, just let me sleep. Let me just have a restful sleep tonight. Because those attacks, I did something that I normally wouldn't do. I just was still. 
I was quiet. And I told my, my prayer partner, I said, look, I said, God's got this. He already knows what's going to happen on the other side of this. So I'm just going to praise him. I'm going to praise him for what he's going to do. He's going to show up and take care of this. So as I slept, I started having, you know, the devil will attack you in your sleep. If you ever had a nightmare, I believe that is a, a spirit after you trying to get into your subconscious that you are, are helpless at that point or you feel like you are. But I woke up straight out of my bed screaming, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And I felt his arms wrap around me. And I heard him. I heard him tell me, your child will come home. He is mine. So don't give up. Don't you ever give up. If you feel yourself getting weak, if you feel yourself getting attacked, call someone, talk to someone, and that someone's name is Jesus. You can talk to him anywhere. If you're in the checkout line at Walmart, right. just stand there and call on him. He is there. He's everywhere. And he will be there all day long. All the songs that you've been singing have just, just solidified that voice in me. Be quiet. This is my battle, Doodleini. <laughs> That's what God calls me is Doodleini. This is my battle. I've got you, girl. I've got you. Just be quiet. Just be quiet and do my will. So if you don't know what God's voice sounds like, just listen. Listen with your ear. Listen with your heart. Yeah. Because he wants to talk to you. He's there for you. Just let him in. Just let him in. I love all y'all. Just let him in. Thank you. I love that he wants to talk to so many people today. It's awesome. He's going to talk through people to other people, and it ain't going to come out of my mouth. Not yet. Anybody else? Anybody else? Going once. Going twice. All right. Man, we serve a good God. Don't we serve a good God? Come on, y'all. This, this is how a family ministers to a family, right? This, this is how you can come in and, you know, something that, that Greg shared or something that, that Brittany shared. Something's going to touch somebody else all across the room, and he already knew that was going to connect. He already knew what he wanted to do. We just had to let him do it, you know, and, and, and yeah, this doesn't look like any other church. Well, put it this way. If you're wondering, this doesn't, hasn't happened here before. Right? So this is how cool that is. You just get to let go, let God, and, and not worry about the rest. Um, what I want to do real quick um, is I will... Uh, let's take a little break because I know we got some people probably itching to go to the bathroom. Um, I do have just a little something to share. Uh, I know our... Worship teams, probably your fingers are bleeding. That's good. That means we're going somewhere. 
Um, but let's take a little break. Let me tell you what we're going to do. We're, while, we're, while we're taking the break, uh, we'll have our offering up here. Uh, we'll just use that as a good time to give during the break. Um, but get some water, get some drink, all that stuff. And, uh, man, I just know God's doing some big things. I'm fixing to share just a little bit with what's going on with that. Um, so when you give and you give, man, cheerfully, when you give what God tells you to give, it changes the world. Uh, it does amazing things, and I'm so thankful for that, and I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for this family. Um, just what God's doing is absolutely amazing. We have miracles in the room right now. There are miracles in the room. There's there's families in the room that have been restored. There are there are people being restored as we speak. There's There's just life coming out. Man, and that's because, you know why? Because we can actually open the doors up and come in and do this together. That's pretty cool. You know, you don't need a church to, to, to have a relationship with the Lord. But, man, when you come into something like this, we get to minister to each other. We get to help each other out. We get to lift each other up. We get to let the Lord come in and do what he wants to do. And that's powerful because, guess what? You, you guys keep the lights on. So <laughs> we do appreciate that. And it goes a lot further than that. And hopefully here within the next couple of weeks, I'll start sharing uh, everything like that. But uh, let's just bless the offering. I want to pray over the offering. We'll have some buckets up here. You can give online if that's what you want to do. I'm pretty sure the kids probably already left. All the children workers were probably like, what are we doing? <laughs> so, and they all probably came to get them. But, Father, um, man, we love you, Lord. And we thank you, Father. I thank you for the faithful hearts in this room. I thank you for the hearts you're touching right now. I thank you for everybody in here, everybody watching online. And, Lord, I thank you for what you want to do through this place. Father, this is a small taste of what it can be outside these walls if we would just trust in you and follow you, Lord. So, Father, I ask right now as people prepare to give, Lord, you'll touch their heart. You'll start speaking to them in a mighty way. Lord, at a, that the vision that you have for us is so much bigger. So, Father, we thank you for that. So I thank you for those that, uh, that are given, those that, uh, that can give. Lord, just uh, I ask you to, to touch those that can't, Lord. And, Father, make, make it so. Bring favor upon them. Bless them, Father. But, Lord, just touch this house. We thank you for this offering. Father, bless those kiddos that are back there. Continue to pour into them just life. Pour life into them, Lord. Just let them understand your love. Father, we give this all to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We'll take about a 10-minute break. We'll be back. And I promise you it will, won't be that much longer.
All right. How's everybody doing? Is everybody good? Come on in here. Get everybody in here. I'm surprised. I think we got more people than we had before. I'll tell you, I love this. I will sit around and let you all talk all day. I don't care. I mean, this, this is what this is all about, y'all. When you're a family, you get to hang around and talk together. Well, all days but today. I got about three hours before the game starts. And I've already prayed, and the Lord said he's going to let me watch the game. So I know we're going to be out of here within three hours. We're just waiting on Becky. <laughs> this is way too much fun. You got to see it from my viewpoint. <laughs> Come on. How's everybody doing? Everybody good? Come on. What a good morning so far. Come on. Good morning so far. Um, can we uh, kill that sound in the background? I like it, but I'm going to yell louder. We got some music playing. I mean, I like that, but remember, I didn't grow up in church, so I wouldn't know what to do with that but start singing. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just letting you know. Um, and I don't know where that would go. Come on. Are you guys good? Do I need to put you two in timeout? <laughs> well, good morning. Uh, welcome. <laughs> We're. I don't know. I'm happy to have y'all and see everybody here this morning. If you're new, uh, first time in a long time, do us a favor. Let us know you are here. Uh, if you're new, you would have probably been handed a card already. But if not, you can scan that little thing up there with your phone. Fill out a Connect card so we know you were here so we can at least pray for you. Um, we can actually reach out to you, talk with you, just uh, really answer any questions, whatever it is. But we would like to at least uh, talk with you and pray with you. So can't do that if you don't fill that out. So do me a favor, fill that out so we can get a hold of you. If you want more information about what we're doing, who we are, you can download our app. Uh, that's right there. Scan that little thing, download the app, get that installed on your phone, uh, or you can go to our Facebook page, our website, any of that stuff. Um, but that'll give you a lot more information about who we are, has all the sermons, everything on there. Um, you can check out all that stuff. Um, quick announcements. Um, January 26th coming up, we've got the, uh, our family gathering right there. So what we're asking people to do is register. So scan that little code. So if you plan on being here on the 26th, this is everybody's invited. Pull out your phones. I will delay this one. If you don't know how to do it, raise your hand. I'll have one of these teenagers come over to show you how to use this thing. But, but let me know you're coming so that we know how much food to order. Right? You're not paying to come, but if I don't know how many people are here, I don't know how much food. Right? So you don't have to be dressed up, but you can be dressed up. It makes it fun. Um, bring a side or a dessert to share, um, which would be really cool. So uh, go ahead and do that. This way we get everything that we need. See, that's why you don't sit in the corner. Nobody puts Brandon in the corner. <laughs> there you go. Zoom that thing in. Look, we got all this. I see the phones coming out good. You guys will learn how to do this one day. 
Uh, let us know you're coming, though. This way we can get the right stuff. We can have everything set up. This is for everybody. We're just going to celebrate the year. We're going to eat together, play games, have fun. So look forward to having you. Um, let's move on. Let's see. Let's t- I want to talk real quick about, before I get into the next slide, uh, because I'm going to talk about that for a second. Monday night prayer, you've already heard it. Get out here. It's awesome, y'all. Come on out and pray with us. It's phenomenal. Um, be with the family out here. We don't only just pray. We don't, like, we'll have worship. What's that? Yeah, there's not, yeah, what, there's not one tomorrow? It's a holiday. So be praying for our holiday. Um, but we're going to do, uh, so prayer on Monday night, uh, normally, <laughs> which is good. Come on out. We'd love to have you. Wednesday night services, have your kids out here, your students out here. They can't do life alone. They need to be connected with people that believe the way they believe. They need to be connected with other teens that can pray for them and love on them. And your kids need to be in an environment where they're allowed to grow and be equipped to do ministry and walk in what God wants them to do. That's huge. So get them out here on Wednesday nights. Small groups, uh, we, are, we love to do groups in our homes and get together outside of this. We usually do seasons for that. We're not doing seasons anymore. What that means is that when you, if God puts it on your heart to host something, to host a gathering at your house and do something, let us know, you know, let the church know so that we can announce it and then we'll put it out there and we'll get a list of them all going. So you guys get to decide when you want to start them. You guys get to decide when you want to end them. That is the loudest crackers I've ever seen. That's my daughter. I can pick on her. <laughs> Hurry up. Pull them all out. Uh, but <laughs> I told her I was going to embarrass her every chance I get. Um, so that's it. You got to set this thing up. So if you want to have a, a group in your home or get together, whatever that is, let us know. Uh, we'll announce it. Everybody will have an opportunity to get together. But there are no like, and then we can put it on a website and all that stuff when you tell us. But we're, we used to run them in weeks and sessions and and. What it does, though, when you do that is it makes people that are new to the church, sometimes there's, they have to wait several, several weeks and sometimes months just to get connected. So I believe there's some people that want to go ongoing and they want to keep them for different times. So let's do that and just gather as much as possible. Like I said, this year is going to be a year of encounter, and that's part of it, is giving different opportunities for people to get together. Um, okay, I want to talk about Africa. Can you put that slide up? The Africa slide. So we have... Um, if you don't know what's going on, we have uh, just purchased tickets the other day. Aaron and I are, Aaron, raise your hand. I, in my phone, he's listed as Aaron Drummer. <laughs> if you're a plumber, you're probably in my name, Steve the Plumber. Uh, <laughs> but Aaron and I just purchased, ticket, purchased tickets. Uh, we are heading over to Africa. We leave on the 18th of February. Uh, we're going to be gone through the 27th. Come on. This is exciting, y'all. We, uh, this has been a while now. We went in August of last year, not like 2023. The last time I was there was about a year and a half ago. I was supposed to go in August. That got postponed till now. And I'm just excited what God's doing. So if you, well, we have a, um, we are part of a family uh, of a couple churches, but, but, but we have poured into this orphanage over there. Uh, called the Exodus House. Uh, it's an orphanage. They now currently have 135 kids in Exodus House, uh, which is absolutely awesome. Uh, what we are doing and what God's doing in them is amazing. It's not an orphanage. They call it a home. 
right? It's not an orphanage. This is a place where these kids are getting a belonging and identity. They're being built up. They're being raised up uh, with the power of God, the authority they're supposed to know with beloved identity and doing what God's calling them to do because you have poured into them big time because a couple other places have poured into them big time. So a lot of great things. It's also part of what we call uh, Exodus House and they have uh, Hope Gate. Hope Gate's part of the ministry aspect over there. So we have uh, churches over there that are being planted. They're being set up. So basically what happens is within the orphanage, people are being uh, raised up and we're equipping them. And then guess what we're doing? We're sending them out into a village. And when they get into the village, it, this is a voodoo place. So voodoo is, this is the birthplace of voodoo. And because we are now the hope gate over there, this is gonna be the birthplace of hope in Benin, Africa. And that's what they're claiming and declaring because of these kids. So we're raising them up. We ordained eight pastors last time we were there. Uh, awesome opportunities. Uh, we've been baptizing. They baptized more in August. We baptized like 65 or 85 the first time. Um, these kids are getting wrecked and, and it's amazing what God's doing in a place that's so dark and they are the light. So lots of things are happening. If you scan that little button, that will take you to the website. That's important because of what's going on over there. You can pour directly into them. Okay. So basically, uh, what's going on is, uh, Jason and Missy Townsend, they are in, uh, down in Southgate, Florida. They are the apostles over the, the ministry over there and over, the orphanage and they pour into Paul Cherie. She's the mama of the orphanage uh, and she loves on those kids. It wasn't supposed to be an orphanage. It started out to be, she came out of voodoo. So it, it started off as a, a place where they would, where women would come out of voodoo. But when the women came, they brought their kids and it turned into an orphanage. Um, about six months ago, they tried to shut the whole place down. The government came in and tried to shut it down. Within six months, they were able to get $47,000 yeah, and over there, that's 47,000 U.S. dollars. Over there is tremendously a, a large amount of money. And with that, they now currently have, and we've poured into this, so we're part of this. They have a brand new kitchen. Their kitchen had burnt down and they needed a new kitchen, so they've got a brand new kitchen to cook food for the kids. They've got a brand new schoolhouse so they can teach the kids. They have uh, new dormitories were all painted and taken care of. They've got all new beds. They've got all new mosquito nettings, because if you don't know, in February and stuff like that, we're over there. Mosquitoes are bad. They get the diseases. It's not good. Um, they have so much going on. Oh, I've, been, I've been just loving on this because we've been waiting on the date and we finally got the date. And Aaron and I are just excited to go over there. Um, with that being said, we have been blessed at the church for people to pour into that. What I'm saying is that there are expenses in everything we do. Um, we bought our tickets, which was great. And we've had people give to the church to help offset those costs. There's also more costs. So basically it's gonna cost us $3,000 as him and I to go over there. There's five people going, uh, Aaron and I, Misty and Jason, and then uh, a guy named Jordan. I believe he's from, uh, from, the, um, he's from the homestead down in Mobile. And he's gonna be going over too. He is a financial guy. Um, so what's going on is as we're pouring money into an organization, you need somebody that understands finances, to teach finances, to do all those things, to make sure everything's accountable. Um, so we're just going to really, and they've been doing a phenomenal job, but we understand right now we're believing there's an outpouring going on. We believe there's a huge outpouring uh, that people are pouring into this place so much that you're going to have to have a system set up, right? So that people, as they're giving to this, understand 
uh, what's going into it. And if the money is safe, you're giving to a safe organization. Now, you're not just giving to sustain the orphanage. You need to understand this is a place that we give to, but we are creating sustainability. What's that mean? It means as we produce, as we give, uh, currently there are eight. When, when I was over there the first time, we had one catfish tank that holds 500 catfish. Those 500 catfish are being sold at the market. That money would come in to help feed the kids or it would give you catfish to feed the kids. Okay, uh, what's going on now is we currently have eight of those pushing out 500 catfish every six months. That's huge. That's a lot of income coming in. But what you don't realize, it costs about $30,000 a year to educate all the kids, to keep them in school. That also pays the college tuition because we're, we're not just sending them away, we're sending them to school. They're getting trade schools, they're getting everything they need. So it's about $30,000 a year for that. And that money's helping sustain that. It costs about $500 a day to feed everybody because they, they have like 20 staff members. There's a lot of money that goes into all this you don't even think about. But with that, we have a farm that has the catfish. We also, they're trying to raise money now for two chicken houses that hold 2,000 chickens each to produce eggs. They're egg-laying chickens, right? So that they can also have a better kind of food, all that stuff for the orphanage, but they can also sell those things on market. It's huge. Uh, the bakery is getting up and running. They learned how to cook sugar cookies when they came to the States, Pocherie, and those sugar cookies they make go on the market and they're going quick. So now they have a new kitchen that, that has been built so we can do that. All that's to sustain. So as we build that up, we need to do that. They're on a farm currently that is, they're renting, right? This is a big one. They're on a farm they're renting. When the people found out the, what was happening on the farm and all the crops that were being produced and all the, um, all the, uh, the, the catfish and everything, um, that became a contention. So now they're looking to buy some land. And they found land right connected to the orphanage, which is really good because the, the farm's about, I think, if I can remember, about an hour drive away. All right, so they found the acreage of land, I think it's like 27, 28 acres connected right to the orphanage, and it's going to be about $27,000 to buy that land, and then nobody can take it. These are all big things going on, and it doesn't mean that we have to, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Right, so, so if you scan that, there's a place to give there. If you want to give to us, we're going to give to them anyway, but that's a great way to give directly to the orphanage. You can actually go on and scroll down and you'll see how much it costs for everything. When I say this, um, catfish farm. So if to build, we want 16 tanks. We have eight, we want 16. If we had 16 tanks, it would sustain the orphanage for a year. Right, so every tank you want to get, if you were to buy a tank, it looks like the total cost for an entire year, so that's two harvests, would be $1,750. That gets a tank. It puts the 500 catfish in it, all the food for six months. Then another 500 catfish and all the food for six months is $1,750. That's pretty cool. That, and we need eight more of those. Um, they're also, if you just want to buy the cat, it's $100 for, for 500 catfish. It's $300 for the food for them. You know, it's $800 just for the tank. Then $150 to transport it. It's crazy. It's not like over here. Like when we go over there, there's not a whole bunch of a lot of stuff. So you can't go down to Lowe's or Tractor Supply, find a 1,500-gallon tank, throw it on back of your pickup truck and go. They don't have pickup trucks. They have motorcycles, right? And there's no tractor supplies. You, everything comes in from all over the place. Uh, the chickens, if it was chickens, what they're trying to do is to build a house uh, for, one ch uh, for chickens, it would be $2,000 uh, for the actual house to build it and then $3,000 for the baby chicks. 
But those, that's 2,000 chickens. So that's, that's a lot of chickens. Um, and then the ongoing needs for the kids and everything. So there's all kinds of stuff. You can find all this online and you can give specifically to things, but you can pour directly into them. We're going to be over there. When we're over there, we're going to be ministering to all of them. We're going to be traveling to different churches. We'll spend a lot of time in the orphanage. We're going to spend time at the farm with the catfish stuff, seeing how that stuff's going to go. We're going to pour in to some people. This is a, they speak our language. In other words, we, we have showed them that they can be a light in the darkness. They understand who they are. They understand the authority they have. They're phenomenal worshipers. Um, these kids are getting wrecked. They know they're loved. And that's huge. That's why I say it's not an orphanage, it's a home. You know, the government tries to bring in as many as they can, but you can only take so many because of the funds, right? And they sh- shut down a bunch of orphanages over there. So we're going to be going in. So because of that, we're going to have expenses, but we also want to take a blessing, like the expenses, we have to all stay in a house. We have to rent a vehicle. There's so many things we have to do. We're going to have to have food and all that stuff. But we also want to bless them. So we want to go over there. We're going to bring, um, basically, uh, we get two big carry-ons up to 50 pounds. So basically what I'm going to do is have one, one of my carry-ons. We're going to shove that full of just stuff kids love, little toys and trinkets and stuff like that. Um, if you want to give to that stuff, you can, you can give to it. You can go buy it. I don't care. I'm going to try to squeeze as much as I can there. We're going to provide them. Jules uh, is going to be working on getting some T-shirts with Hope Gate and Exodus House. And I wear a lot of shirts that give a message. And I don't have to really talk a whole bunch. You know, I got shirts that say, be the light. I've got shirts that say, Holy Ghost. I got shirts that say, love. You know, so they really loved it last time we were there. They're like, man, everything you wear has a message. So we're going to take them a bunch of shirts like that that are in their African language and also uh, in French, which is what they speak. They speak a, a dialect of that. So all those things we're going to do is we're going to try to, to do as much as we can to bless them, but also go over there and be a blessing. We want, we want, to, we want to bless them. So um, we're not leaving until February, so you have time to give to that if you want to give to that. I'm telling you, everything that comes in for uh, Hope Gate and for Exodus House will go directly to them. It's going to be phenomenal. I'm just excited about what God's doing. They're excited. I get calls every day from Africa. I have several sons over there. Well, they call me Papa or they call me Uncle. You know, they call Jason Papa, so I'm, I'm kind of Uncle DJ to some of them. Some of them just double it up. We're all Papas. Um, but they love us. And we get to talk to them every day and you're making a huge difference. You have already given quite a bit to this. I'll get the numbers to you next week. I'll have some better numbers and tell you how much we've given. We've actually raised so much money over the years, a uh, year and a half for this. Uh, but it's a love of ours is what we do. So I wanted to share that with y'all. Um, and you can give to that. Like I said, you can give directly to them, which is great. Um, and this way I don't have to worry about it. Um, you can just, you can set up online. You can set up so it just gives every month. I mean, it's really, you can do anything you want to do, but we want to support them and love on them as much as we can. So, all right, with that being said, I wanted to get that out there. You guys good with that? If you can't tell, that's on my heart. I'm, I'm ready. Like, I've been waiting a year and a half to get back over there, uh, and I can't wait to love on those kids, man. And I tell you what, we got some phenomenal kids. We got some phenomenal teenagers. Their kids, man, they worship harder than any of y'all challenge and y'all got more than they ever ever think about having so it's not about what you have it's a joy that's in your heart it's not about what you have man these kids have realized that the joy and the love and all that that's inside of them can come out of them with nothing most of them are running around barefoot and they're eating whatever gets put in front of them and they have the love of jesus in them man 
and they just smile and love on you. And it's, man, it is, it is literally transforming a nation. Uh, and we're part of that, which is so cool. So there's videos on there too. If you go to that website, it has all the videos. I've showed three in here over the last like several months. I've showed three videos, but they got more from when they went in August. Uh, and it's phenomenal. Please take some time and watch the videos. Anyway, uh, I'm just going to share a little bit. Let me pray and then I'll get you guys out of here because it's a good day to get out of here. You're already filled up so much. I just want you to get out before you, you, you go down. Oh, we're, I got scripture already. Man, I'm not even praying. Father, we love you, Lord. We thank you. Father, bless us today. Continue to do what you want to do. Have your way. I love you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. I just remembered there's a young lady in here. Come on here. Give me your phone. She wrote down what she wanted to come up and say in the mic, but didn't feel comfortable saying it because she said reading it is hard. So I told her I would read it for her. You guys good with that? Come on. Because I believe every, every word is important. Every testimony, everything that God speaks is there. I haven't read it yet, so bear with me. It says, I face suicidal thoughts and I ask God to help me through it, through it all. And he helped that due to his, he helped that due to this day, I can say I am better and I can control it. And I can say, I will never go through that again because God had helped me. And I am so proud to, to say it. Amen. God, I love you more than anything in the world and that you have been here for me through every struggle since. And I'm so happy to call you father. I love you, Jesus. God helped me through a lot. When I lost my uncle, I fell into a dark spot. Then I came back to church. Uh, then my grandma died. And when she died, it was, it was like, telling me God didn't want me there, but I kept coming back and I didn't give up. Then my aunt died. And when she died, it just hit me harder, but I kept coming back. And then about a, a few weeks later, my great grandmother died and I fell apart and I went back to God and it hurt. But no matter what happened, I always came back. And about a month ago, my childhood best friends died and I came back to God because that boy always told me God was here and God loves you. And if you need him, go to him. And I did. And ever since, I have been doing so much better. I have been using God to help me through every issue I have. But I'm so grateful to say that, yes, I'm Edwina Bailey, and I believe in God, and I believe in others. Amen. I get a hug first. I love you. Good job telling y'all come on it's like every time i come up here god says don't say anything else i didn't get any amens you guys are good no you're good you don't want to say amen to that i didn't want an amen there i wanted to say share it preach okay i'm just gonna <laughs> he will shut my mouth he will he will um just just to kind of get us back into tune We've been talking uh, this, this new year all about this being a year of freedom and a year of encounter. That's the whole point, right? So the, God just showed me that we're gonna create every opportunity for an encounter, every opportunity. There's gonna be freedom in this house. There's gonna be freedom to do different things. Like today, today was a day of freedom if you didn't realize that. And we didn't plan that. That was not the plan. I gave them like 30 scriptures <laughs> and you put them all in, didn't you? Don't worry, they'll stay there. I'll use them. Um, but what happened was we had freedom in this house to do whatever God wants to do. 
And because of that, he can speak to multiple people and use multiple people in all kinds of ways. So there's freedom. Part of that is a decision that, that I'm making on how we're going to do things on Sunday morning. So uh, right now we have currently things called kingdom classes, right? Nine o'clock classes. And these are classes that uh, everybody teaches. So we have elders teach them. We have uh, staff members teach them. We have people in the church that are teachers teach them. Um, and what's happening with that is that every, they're really good. I love that. I love the fact that it's opening up so people can teach. Um, but what we run into a lot is us trying to spend a lot of time trying to get people to teach so that we can fill every day. We don't wanna waste time trying to fill it up all the time. What I want you to do is start coming to us as individuals when God speaks to you and says, I'm supposed to teach something and come tell us so we can put it in a class and then put it on the screen. So that being said, we're not getting rid of kingdom classes, but we probably won't have them every weekend. So you're gonna to have to pay attention. Make sense? Just don't show, you can show up, but I'm not taking away anything. But what I'm really doing is creating space for something else. Part of encountering God is giving opportunities to do that. So what we're going to start doing at 930 in the morning every single Sunday is worship's going to start. Yes. Worship's going to start. Yes. Church doesn't start, but worship is starting. What that means is that when you come in here, um, people are going to be up here worshiping, uh, seeking moments with him. Um, we're going to open up this to create an opportunity for that. So what I'm going to ask you to do, this usually becomes a gathering spot. What I'm going to say is we have a foyer, we have all kinds of places. And if you come in here, if you could just either sink in with everybody um, or be a little bit quiet, you can come in and just sit here. You don't have to get, and here's the thing. During that half hour, this is not on. This is not a time for everybody to come up here and share what God's put on their heart or pray. We do that at nine o'clock. <laughs> We're always praying in here. Our worship team is, is usually getting ready till nine and then we start praying. And then at 9.30, that's for everybody to come in and soak. So all I'm gonna do is create an opportunity for you to get a little bit more of an opportunity before service starts to get in his presence and to let that just do something inside of you. Um, so that doesn't change anything, right? And if there's a kingdom class you wanna go to, go to that. But if not, every day at 9.30, we're going to be in here. We will make sure that people are here at 9.30. They usually are. Amen. Good question. Child care will be available. And if not, bring your kids in here. I want them. You don't even know. You don't even know. But yeah, so that's an opportunity. That's just what God wants to do. Um, it came out and we talked about it. And I said, man, what a good idea. So what I'm going to ask you to do then is you're free. You don't have to come. Service still starts at 10. 10, we're already in worship. We're just going to keep going, <laughs> right? But what I want to tell you is if you're one of those that you really want an encounter, you want an opportunity, come in early and we'll get started with that. And then we're just going to see what God wants to do with that. I just believe it's an opportunity. Okay. Oh, so basically, really what I wanted to share were two things. I'm going to scroll down here because I think this is where he wanted me to start because of what Sarah started singing today. It was pretty, this is kind of a funny story. Um, but uh, Jules and I were watching a service online <laughs> this week. Uh, this week, we were sitting in the, the back room and we were listening. Uh, we were actually, it popped up on YouTube. It was Chris Mathis who spoke here before uh, and, and Bryn Waddell and Bryn's from the homestead down in, in Mobile. But Bryn was up in Canada with Chris um, and they started during his service, they worshiped and all that. And then um, 
he was up getting ready to talk and a young man that's only like 20 years old on the keyboard was just going at it. Like the music that was playing, he was doing all that. And then he just took him to church. Like he started playing something and Bryn just started singing and the whole place just broke out. I'm weeping in my chair. Like the power is coming through the TV. And I heard a song that I was like, what is that song? I have never, ever heard this before. And I'm going, this is the most powerful song. And it was so, so just, it wasn't really difficult. It was so simple. And I'm like, man, this is so awesome. And I got excited. So um, I call Ryan and I'm like, Ryan, I got to tell you this. Like, you don't understand. Like this thing hit me and it was a phenomenal song. And I found it on YouTube and I was like, this is so cool. I said, I've just never seen anything like this. And he said, what was it? So for some of you, this is where it gets kind of funny. We didn't go to church. I don't know the old hymns, right? We didn't grow up in that. So I start reading this to him and it says, tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. <laughs> Anybody know that song? Yeah. So I'm listening to him sing this and I'm melting and I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. And then what Ryan tells me is, hey, I want to show you something new. They call it a Coke. I was like, oh, you got me. So Ryan started getting, he was like, yeah, you can try this. This is delicious, man. I think they call them Cokes. They're brand new. You should try one of these. He said, that's like one of the Trinity songs that, right? This, that's like one of those ones that goes back. So I want to read it. I wrote this down because this wrecked me. Um, and it was so simple. And it had all to do with trust. And then Sarah starts talking about trust today. And the songs we're singing is about trust. And what you did today was trust. Even the little girl in the back, she trusted that when God put something on her heart, he was going to take care of her. And it was right, right? So I want to read this. This is just, I won't read all of them because I think they leave out some of the verses in hymns, right? You just don't read them all ever. Yeah. It says, uh, first and four, okay. Uh, <laughs> So here it says, "'Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to know, thus saith the Lord. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I've proven him o'er and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. I'm so glad I learned to trust him, precious Jesus, Savior, friend, and now that he is with me and will be with me to the end. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I've proved him o'er and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, hmm, how I've proven him o'er and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. Come on, like, so simple, so simple to just say, how can I trust you more? Lord, give me the grace, give me the power to just believe and trust in everything that we do and trust you more and more because it's good. See, it doesn't always happen right away, but it's good. And this, it's funny, because like I said, we're sitting there and I'm like, man, this is the greatest song. Like, I don't know who wrote this, but, but man, we're gonna get this thing out there. We're gonna tell the world. <laughs> Should give you an idea. Um, where I'm at on the religious thing. <laughs> but this is so perfect, guys. And uh, it's just what we have to do. 
is trust in him with everything. And that's why if you go to Matthew 6, 31 through 34, I'm going to read from the TPT. Matthew 6, 31 through 34. And it says, so then forsake your worries. Why would you say what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear? For that is what the unbelievers chase after. Doesn't your heavenly father already know the things your bodies require? So above all, constantly seek God's kingdom and his righteousness. Then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. Refuse to worry about tomorrow, but deal with each challenge that comes your way one day at a time. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Come on. I don't know about you, but I find it very easy in my life to worry about tomorrow. But lately I have found it very easy to say, Lord, I trust you. I trust you. Why do I trust you? Because I know your voice. I know what you said and I know what I have to do and I'm gonna obey you and then I've got to trust and it might not look good. It might not feel good. It might not be what you think it's supposed to be, but I'm no longer gonna worry about tomorrow, right? We gotta get tomorrow off the plate. Let's worry about today. Let's wake up today and let's say, Lord, what do you want today? Let's do what is right today, Father. What do you want? I'm not gonna worry about our past because it's not our past. You are not your past. Man, you're not your past. And what's the past? Everything I just said is past. So there you go. You're not your past. Man, God wants to do something in the future, but our job is to trust him today. Make sense? All right. And the last thing I was going to talk about, only because I made them put it in there. No, I'm just kidding. He really, this is just what he put on me. Um, he really put on me. It's funny how worship relates to what God's done in our life. And what you see, we talked about, like we're in here singing and we're worshiping this morning. And what you've probably recognized is there are some passionate worshipers. There are people that don't care and there's more reserved people. And there's some people that just worship in their seats. And there's some people that stand. There's freedom in this house to do any of that. You don't have to, don't feel like you have to conform to one way of worship. The only thing I'm going to ask you to do is check your heart. Check your heart. Ah, check your heart. And what I mean by that is we're going to go, I'm going to read some scripture with this. And uh, we're going to kind of, because here's the thing. Here's what I know is that the more I worship the way I do because I know what God's done in my life. So therefore he's done something big in me. So therefore I'm gonna worship him big. I'm not gonna let, in my mind, it's not a competition, but I'm like, you've done so much in my life. I'm gonna out-worship everybody. But trust me, I'm not looking around trying to do that. I'm just saying, Lord, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care where you take me, what you have me do. I'm gonna worship you because I know what you've done in my life. And you started hearing stories today about how God has showed up and done amazing things in people. So when you see them jumping up and down, you don't judge them. You just need to understand that, man, God has done something for them. God has moved somewhere in their hearts and in their lives and they're just responding with worship. And worship doesn't always look the same. We're gonna go to Luke 7, 36 through 50. I'm gonna read out of the NLT and then we'll, 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 we'll end this. So I'm going to read a little bit. <laughs> I like reading the Bible. Is everybody good with that? Can we just read the Bible? All right. 
Verse 36, it says, one of the Pharisees asked Jesus to have dinner with him. So Jesus went to his home and sat down to eat. When a certain immoral woman from the city heard he was eating there, she brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume. Then she knelt behind him at his feet, weeping. Her tears fell on his feet and she wiped them off with her hair. Then she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know what kind of woman is touching him. She's a sinner. Then Jesus answered his thoughts. Simon, he said to the Pharisee, I have something to say to you. Go ahead, teacher, Simon replied. Then Jesus told him this story. A man loaned money to two people, 500 pieces of silver to one and 50 pieces to the other. But neither of them could repay him. So he kindly forgave them both, canceling their debts. Who do you suppose loved him more after that? And Simon answered, I suppose the one whom he canceled a larger debt. That's right, Jesus said. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, look at this woman kneeling here. When I entered your home, you didn't offer me water to wash the dust from my feet. But she has washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You didn't greet me with a kiss, but from the first time, from the first time, from the time I first came in, she has stopped, she hasn't stopped kissing my feet. You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head, but she has anointed my feet with rare perfume. I'll tell you her sins, and they are many, have been forgiven. So she has shown me much love, but a person who is forgiven little shows only little love. Then Jesus said to the woman, your sins are forgiven. The men at the table said among themselves, who is this man that goes around forgiving sins? And Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Come on. I can't even speak it outright. How much love are you giving him? Truly for what he's done, for what he's been part of your life, are you pouring it out? That expensive perfume, I don't know what that is to you. It could be worship. It could be whatever. I don't know what it is to you. But this woman said, I'm going to take everything I have and pour it into him. She loved him that much. She was that thankful. And so when we come in here and we worship the way we do, some of us, it's just our alabaster jar. It's just the perfume we're pouring out from what God's done inside of us. That's all that is. That's not a, man, we're not trying to, I'm not trying to come up here and tell you how to do that because you might be pouring it out while you're sitting there in a seat. I'm just saying, check your heart. It's easy to be composed. It's easy to say, man, I'm just, I don't want anybody to see me do that. That looks kind of funny. I'm really concerned about what people are going to think about when I start weeping and crying or going off to a different secret place. And he says, try it. He says, try it. Trust me. It's all about trust. And when you pour it out, man, his love lavishly covers you and saturates you. Man, and everything that you've ever thought negative about yourself goes away. Everything changes. And you feel empowered to go do it even more and more. So religion focuses on the sinfulness of the person, but faith sees the glory or goodness of the one who forgives and heals. Come on. Mm. 
And it's that goodness. See, it's his goodness. I told you guys last week that, that I'm challenging you all to repent. I said, we're all going to repent this year. You're going to change the way you think. You're going to change the way you think. And it's not out of fear. Fear doesn't cause that. That might have been preached in your life. It might have been something somebody told you that if you don't do this, you're going to, you know, turn or burn. If you don't do this, you're going to hell. Can I tell you, it's the goodness of God that leads a man to repentance. It's his goodness, which is his glory. It's his glory. That's what passed in front of Moses. Okay, I got to share the scripture. <laughs> I'll just give you that Moses scripture because I really, Exodus 33, 17 through 19. It says, so the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken for you have found grace in my sight and I know you by name. And he said, please, this is Moses. He said, please show me your glory. And then God said, then he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and I will have compassion for whom, on whom I will have compassion. So Moses says, show me your glory. And God said, I will have my goodness pass in front of you. So the power, the glory of God is his goodness. His goodness is what causes us to repent and change the way we think. His goodness steers us in the right direction, not fear. So we got to get away from that. There needs to be freedom from the fear. And it's the fear, even the fear of men, which is why some of you won't do what God's really telling you to do. You know, you're not trusting him because you're scared of what people will say or how different it will look. I'll tell you in here, there's obviously no judgment. <laughs> like it's pretty, there's some freedom in this house to do whatever you want to do and nobody's going to say anything. The challenge is when you walk out that door. Do you trust him? Are you bold enough to walk out that door and be the same person you are when you're inside this house? Because that's when change happens. And it's not for you. We got to put our fears aside, the fear of man and all that aside, right? Love on the Lord and let the Lord use us outside these walls. Because when people see us doing things like loving on people, blessing people, praying for people, you know, being different, when they see that, it changes them. They go, what is that? Like, how can it be? How can somebody love that much? There's no way. Hmm. But there is a way. And it's through him. So you doing that changes their hearts and at least gives them to start, you know, desiring what you have and wanting to know those things. So <sighs> I think that's good. I'm not going to share any more today because the next stuff will lead us down a path that um, I can pick up on next week. Um, but man, it's just a, I just love that. I don't know. When we started worshiping, I saw that and I said, man, I just want to pour it out. I want to take everything I have and thank him for what he's done in my life. I just want to pour it out. Oh, and I want to trust in him. So Lord, you see, man, can we just stand up? Let's stand up so we can close out and we'll play something. Um, It's trusting him. I just want to go back to that because a lot of times that's our, our biggest issue is trusting. We always want to do it ourselves. We always want to do something ourselves. We always want to take the reins because we're, man, we can do it better than anybody. And he says, sometimes I need you to take your hands off and just trust me. All right, just trust me. And with that trust though, we need to understand there's times to sit and wait and there's times to move. <laughs> <laughs> 
because there's times when God is gonna speak to you and say, go now, and you go. And you can't sit back and say, well, I'll think about it, Lord. Can I tell you, we have a God that wants things done and we have a God that aligns things and moves things. It's kind of like a, I believe sometimes it's almost like a, um, one of those uh, relay races where you got to hand the baton off, right? There's a time you got to, if you want to get the fastest time, if you want to win, if you want to keep moving at a high rate of speed, there's a time to hand it off. And when God says hand it off, you hand it off. You don't hang on to it because you think you can do it better. But that comes with listening. That comes with knowing his voice. That comes with understanding when he tells you to do something, you do it. And then there's times when he tells you about stuff and he doesn't give you a date or a time and you maybe you come to him and you pray some stuff and you gotta have faith when you pray that he listened. You gotta trust that he heard your cry. You gotta trust that he cares about you. And the whole time you're going, but when, but when, but when, but when, I wanted it now, I wanted it now. And sometimes it takes four years for somebody to start counting. With all the prayers and all the hands laid on him and all the oil dumped on his head. You fried chicken on that kid's head. But through all that, through all that, you still gotta have faith and trust. We can't lose the trust. We trust in him. But it's two different ones, right? If you pray, trust. If he tells you, you do. Obedience, we've gotta walk in obedience and we gotta do what God asks us to do. Uh, so I don't know who that's for today. I don't know. Um, I hope I'm really praying and hoping, hoping that today, uh, even though different than we've probably ever done, it has hit people, has touched you in a way that you just can't explain, allowed you to encounter him in a different way because the encounter is everything. Man, when you experience his love, when you encounter him and he wrecks you, there's something about that that changes who you are on the inside. It changes who you are. Mm. So pursue that with all your heart. Pursue that with everything you have. Seek him with everything. Seek first the kingdom of God. Mm. Not worry about anything else, right? All those other things that we worry about because uh, and for some of you I, I can hear it I can hear it some some people are saying but you don't understand like I ain't got time and he says it's all about priorities it's all about reprioritizing some things we all have time in fact we all have the same amount of time in the day we all just choose to do stuff different so there's some naysayers that will go I don't have time to do what you're talking about I don't have time to come out on a Monday night I don't have time to do this I don't have time more time to spend with him and seek him and I'm challenging you reprioritize some things because the stuff that makes a difference and means something is stuff that you're going to have to prioritize and make time for but sometimes we don't think we need to and we'll get by and we don't have to do what we think we have to do and he'll take care of us. Um, <laughs> he just keeps reminding me of this story when I, when I was in the military and we had to deploy, but it wasn't a deployment. It was literally, they were sending us to Germany. But they said, take your, they said, take your, your sleeping bag, take all your cold weather gear, take all that stuff. And we're like, I'm not carrying five bags through the airport. So a lot of that stuff you're like, 
What do I need a sleeping bag for when there they put us in these beautiful hotels and we sleep good? So we didn't, I left them home. Then we got there and within two weeks they said, you're gonna forward deploy and you're going to Kyrgyzstan and it's like 15 degrees in the day and even colder at night. So bring your sleeping bag. And I'm like, oh, like I didn't bring it. So I'm looking around and I'm asking people like, can I borrow someone's sleeping bag? Can I help? Can somebody help me? Because I'm going and I'm fixing to freeze, right? Because I put it in my own hands. I knew what I had to do and I didn't do it, right? I knew what I had to do and I didn't do it. I believe there's a story about that in the Bible. About 10 ladies and five of them, their oil runs out because they didn't, they didn't come with a full. They missed out on some stuff in the end of that story. You look it up. So what he's telling you to do is prioritize right now and make time for him. Make more time for him because the encounter you get through that's gonna change everything in your life. Don't miss out on that because you think you know how to do it better than him. Don't miss out on it just to cut corners. Man, all right. So Father, you see the hearts in this room. You see the ones that are struggling. You see the ones that need more freedom in their life. Father, continue to build confidence and boldness in them. Hmm. Father, I break off every chain of religion that's been in this house. Every thought that you have to do things a certain way and that's the only way. So Father, fix the hearts and minds in this house to say we're open to anything, Lord, whatever you wanna do. Father, I pray that every testimony, every word shared today sinks deep down in the hearts in this place and people watching online, Lord, that that blessed them, that made a difference to them. I thank you for the boldness of those to come speak. Now touch their lips, Father. Continue to speak through them. Let them trust you in a way they've never trusted you before. I pray that for every person in this house, that we learn to trust him more than we've ever trusted before. So Father, we surrender to you. Mm. Father, we give you everything. Mm. Just have your way in everything we do. Everything we do. everything we do. Mm. Father, we just love you. We just love you. In Jesus' name. Amen, everybody. Everybody say amen. Come on. Here's what we're going to do. We have prayer partners that are going to be on the crosses on either side. Um, please don't leave here. If you want prayer, please don't leave until you get prayer. Uh, this morning, if you need prayer, don't walk out of here with the same stuff you walked in here with. We love you all. We want to pray for you. Uh, I look forward to seeing everybody next week. Be blessed. Have a good week. We love you. And God bless. <laughs>